0: This episode of the Comedy Zone podcast is brought to you by BarkBox. Make your best friend happy at getbarkbox.com slash comedyzone.
1: Hey guys, it's Brian, and uh, here's the deal. Um, I am on the road for the day job this week in Atlanta, Georgia. Kind of a last minute trip uh, that was just scheduled actually a few days before I ended up leaving. So um, we've had to sort of improvise the show this week. Uh, will and Sammy Joe will not be on the show because they are in Charlotte. I am in Atlanta. But. Here's what did happen Uh, serendipitously. I was uh, in Atlanta on Thursday night, the same night as uh, Todd Riley, uh, and he had a show at at the Punchline in Atlanta. And uh, so I was able to catch up with Todd and catch his show with a uh, a comedian, a guy you may not necessarily know him by name, but you've definitely seen him before, Robert Hawkins was the headliner at the Punchline in Atlanta uh, this weekend. Todd Riley featured for uh, Robert Hawkins uh, this week. And uh, after the show, Robert and Todd and I sat down and kind of talked about what we just saw because it it was a very interesting show. Um, the show was great. Todd was very funny as as always. Robert Hawkins uh, did a great job. He's been around a long time. Um, you may know him from the uh, Titus show that used to be on Fox TV. You've also seen him on Conan And uh, some other shows on TV, but um, on a Thursday night in Atlanta, there's a lot of other stuff to do. And uh, this was just one of those off nights. clubs, you know, any any of the clubs around town will tell you, around the country, will tell you that uh, some nights are just better than others. And uh, this was a night when there was maybe 20 people in the audience, somewhere between 15 and 20, when the show started. I should say, uh, um, the punchline in Atlanta is attached to a uh, 24-hour diner. And so throughout the show, people would just kind of come in. Uh, they may have have heard the comedy show going on. And, and so people just kind of wandered in. And as I mentioned in the beginning of, of, of my conversation with Todd and, and Robert Hawkins, I have never seen, and I've seen a lot of comedy shows, I have never seen an audience... Double in size midway through the headliner set. (laughs) It was pretty crazy. So it it was an interesting crowd. It was a tough crowd. I talked with Todd and Robert about that, kind of how to deal with a tough crowd. First of all, how how to kind of deal with a small crowd, how to deal with a tougher crowd. Uh, There was one gentleman in the audience, Lou. You'll hear us reference Lou's name. Uh, Lou's 90 years old. Uh, I, I, I am just over half of Lou's age and I'm lucky to be out of the house Lou's 90 years old, he's going to comedy clubs on a Thursday night so that was interesting uh, he ended up becoming, actually got the biggest hand of the night uh, Lou did so uh, a fun night in Atlanta thanks to uh, uh, thanks to the, the uh, uh, to Todd, first of all for letting me come and hang out thanks to Robert Hawkins for allowing us to uh, talk with him after the show as well. Thanks to the Punchline in Atlanta for uh, their hospitality. We appreciated that very much. And uh, it was just, it was fun. So um, you'll notice, you, you know, uh, the show's going to sound quality-wise, the show will sound a little bit different. The quality's there. Uh, I I have no no problem with putting the show up, but, um, you know, it was it was recorded a little bit differently and in a different location. Our first show on the road, from the Punchline in Atlanta, Robert Hawkins and Todd Riley. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy
2: Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at comedyzonepodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis.
1: want to you guys. We're here with Todd Riley from. We all know him because he was on the show last week. So uh, Todd Riley and uh, Robert Hawkins, pleased to have you join us the uh, podcast.
2: Hey, it's my pleasure.
1: We we, we um, we're at the Punchline in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, this week. So we're taking the show on the road. That's right.
2: That wasn't me. Uh, <laughs>
1: um, we're taking the show on the road uh, this week. Uh, it's a Thursday night at the Punchline in Atlanta. I've never seen, Todd and I were just talking about this. I've never seen an audience double in size halfway through the headliners. Way late. <laughs> way late in the So, so set. weird.
2: That was I, so strange. Well, there's a diner right next door, right. and I think they might have been like, going to the diner and they said, Well, what's this? Can we come in? Yeah. And they probably just let them sit in. Like half the people left the
0: show and didn't even know I was on the show. <laughs> They're like, Why funny. are they thanking that guy? Well, uh, yes. he, he must have been a doorman and changed.
2: <laughs> the we, cook. we don't know why. You know what's great though is when they they sat down and they started laughing right away. Yeah. Whereas the, the other the rest of the crowd that was here on time, we had to really work them. Yeah. We had to sort of you know stay with it with with them. But uh, these guys sat down. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Like see big. that's how you do it because yeah. they ate right beforehand.
0: <laughs> they had delicious eggs. <laughs> and a, and a good bowl for ranch. The sense yeah. of humor yeah. at that point.
1: If if, if you uh, in an instance like that where an audience is, isn't. I mean, obviously, you know, you want the whole place to be filled, but, you know, on a Thursday night, there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of reasons maybe why uh, a, a place is not filled. But You always hear about, you know, you still want to give your best show. You know, you still want to give 100%. The mm-hmm. people who are here did pay to see you. Yeah. But we're also human. You know, it's hard to get fired up about, you know, performing when you walk into a club and there's 20 people. So how do you, how do you, what do you do to... to who prepare for a show, or is it just, you know, I'm a pro and this is what I'm going to do?
2: Well, I, I come from the psychology of once they walk in that door and pay for two drinks or whatever, and, and once they're sitting there, they want comedy. They may not sound like it, they may not look at it like it, but they they want comedy, so you just give it to them. You know, A couple of jokes fell flat, and uh, they were wrong, <laughs> that's, that's
1: but... <laughs> <laughs> but with, a,
2: but with, a, with a, crowd, a small, a smaller crowd, you can't expect it to be like a bigger mm-hmm. crowd. No, but they want—they're they, going to laugh in their own way. They're going to be a, a little bit quieter. One thing I wouldn't do is, you know, call a lot of attention to it. Like, right, right. Uh, If a joke doesn't work, sure, maybe you got to savor But in the beginning of the show, I wouldn't say, "Well, man, well, we'll do it anyway." You know, we'll do a show anyway. If there's so many people, so yeah. you, you're sort of psyching them out. They weren't thinking that.
1: Yeah, you don't want to make them feel bad for being here. Yeah. So they, for not being a bigger, you know, it's not their fault. Slightly
2: problem. self-conscious yeah. because of yeah. uh, the size. That, yeah. that's, that's human nature. But as long as I'm having fun, I think they're having fun.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, t- t- uh, 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 when you Todd, um, yeah. you know, when you're up there, you, you, you know, you plow through your set. You know, you do what you got to, right. you know, what you came here to do. And what do you learn from a, a set like that?
0: Well, when you, there's more people, it's easier to find what most of the people like when there's less people you're trying to find out you know what they want like what they like tonight of me
1: Yeah.
0: and it's more intimate there's not bad I just think it takes them a little bit longer to admit that they like you uh, I don't know maybe that's just me not knowing what's going on but I think <laughs> like when there's not a lot of people around they don't want to laugh as loud they only be the one table laughing but then when they decide they like you it's fine yeah. and it's more intimate you comment on it you move on but um, they were they were a lot of fun and sometimes as a comic I'm, I'm very insecure so like comment up there. Yeah, that's what we are. <laughs> and so, like, you want to comment on the fact, like, something that normally does well isn't doing yeah. as well with the focus group that's watching you right, or, right. versus an audience. Yeah, yeah. But it's
2: not their fault, like he says, It's right. not their fault. So, they weren't bad. Them, they weren't bad at all. They weren't bad. Yeah, I mean, no. if you have a good joke and it's always good, mm-hmm. it always works, but now all of a sudden this crowd's maybe a little weird based on size, based on uh, other whatever variables make them a little more subdued. If you know it's a good joke and they don't laugh, they still know it's a good joke because it's always been a good joke. Yeah. So you don't have to camp on it. You know, you just kind of maybe go on or, like he said, maybe make a, a comment or something like that. Yeah. But a good joke is a good joke, and the, you, there's sometimes a quiet acknowledgment
1: yeah. of yeah. that joke. Yeah. yeah, and the less
0: it bothers you, the more they'll get on board with it. Yeah. Like if it bothers you and someone, like a comment, and start, they can see it starting to bother you, then they're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't. But you're yeah. like, oh, no big
1: deal. Yeah. So, do you do anything different? There was a lot of stuff. I mean, even, you know, within the audience, there was a lot of sort of little, you know, B-stories going on. Within, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> there was a 90-year-old guy in the corner. Like, literally. A, a, it was awesome. A 90-year-old guy in the corner who was great.
2: 90-year-old guy, Australian guy, yeah. uh, a woman from Cameroon, uh, a lot of people that wanted to talk, yeah. you yeah. know, to the comics. Yeah. Um, but they weren't rude. No, they, they just, just wanted to be part of the they show. They were just yeah. ver- verbal.
1: They yeah. think they're yeah. helping. Yeah, they're not. No. It's all right. Yeah. So, do you, as you're sizing up a room like that, you know, as you're kind of, you know, here before when the the MC is on and when when the feature act is on, are you kind of sizing up the room and thinking, you know, oh, this is going to do well, this isn't? And no, then do you I wasn't, adjust accordingly, or do you just I do wasn't your picking
2: stuff? and choosing bits yeah. before I went up. But, I mean, it, it was obviously small, and then um, uh, it started a little rough because. Uh, the opener did make mention of it, and then there was some some talking. Yeah. Whatever. But, um, no, they're getting the same show.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, they're getting the same jokes from me. Yeah. I'm not going to, like, pick into Well, I won't do that bit, or I'll do yeah. this bit. There are a few rules. I mean, there are a few constant things that happen in comedy. And you can ask anybody. A room that is filled to capacity is the... That's the best that room's going to be. Yeah. You might have... Uh, anomalies where, you know, it's a small crowd, but you just, you, know, you just kill and they're falling. They got tears in their eyes or whatever, but it really comes down to if, if you've got a, a room that sits 50, it's going to be a better show when it's full of 50 mm-hmm. people right. than it is when it's with 25. If it sits 3000, it's going to be better with 3000 people there than it will be with 1500. Well, I would have loved to have been in front of pe- 1500 people tonight, sure. but it's just something about the energy, the capacity they can sort of hide amongst each other and laugh, and, you know? Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Also, I always
0: felt like which I'm trying to grow out of is like every time I try to analyze who's going to like me if I look in a crowd, I never get it right. Yeah. Like the, the this is my demographic or these people aren't going to like me. Those are you don't know that until you're done. And then the, the people that you didn't think were going to enjoy your comedy are usually the first people to shake your hand <laughs> yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's just you, I if the if I that's why sometimes I think there's a green room where people hide. Because I would like to hide, and not just go out there and see. Oh, all right, this table is going to like me. There's a small. You just go up there and do it, yeah. and then react from how they how they act. Yeah, it's it's better that way than to think. Oh,
2: I don't think table 41's going to like me that much. And they're the <laughs> ones that are taking pictures with you afterwards. So, yeah. One thing I would have done different if I was the opener. If let's just say they said, Hey, you MC, mm-hmm. with my experience, yep. I would have not made one mention of their size. Yep. Or of a joke, maybe just laying a little flat. I wouldn't have made one mention. I would have treated it as if the place was full, yep. and and spoke loud and and had fun and, and acted like that. So by the time the opener got off, they had been told that they were small and been told, to, hey, be you know, be quiet on a yeah. couple of times. Yeah. And then you, now it's a thing. So it was sort of a runner. Now he went okay. up and he did it too. And when I went up, I did it too. I mentioned
1: yeah
2: a couple of things about jokes and the size of the crowd, but it would, it doesn't have to happen
1: yeah they would have never
2: if you didn't ever mention they wouldn't have known the difference really
1: yeah yeah we have uh, um we have comics at all levels who listen to the show and and who 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 are always kind of you know looking for advice what do you look for as a headliner what do you look for out of your MC on any given night what do you expect hey, by the way he did a good job yeah yeah
2: he looked professional yeah mm-hmm. he kept it moving and he had good retorts and you know yeah. and some funny jokes too
1: uh-huh.
2: but I just you know I, I don't know his psychology is different than mine. I, it'd probably work for him eventually yeah. if he wants to do that. But like I said, yeah. especially when there's only 20 people, Yeah. especially I would treat it if I'm the first guy up. Hey, everybody, thanks for coming to the punchline. I'd have given him a show as if, you know, it, it was on TV. Yeah. And then later on, if, you know, something didn't work or something, maybe I'll say something like, you know, 20 yeah. people or I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But otherwise, until, you know, they don't know any of that
0: stuff. That's, yeah, I was just gonna piggyback on that. And you open, like you open with that, then they're second guessing. Otherwise, they're just thinking, we're here to see a show. Let's have right. fun. Right. And then they weren't even thinking about the fact that this place wasn't sold out. They were just here to have a good
1: time. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But I don't need the opener to, I mean, I want the opener to be funny. That's all
1: I care. Yeah. About yeah, that's helpful. Get the crowd warmed up. Get them in a rhythm. Get them in Keep that. them, yeah. yeah. And the club has their needs. Make the club announcements, tip your weight, staff. Yeah. It, yeah, there's
2: certain psychologies in this business that, you know, the crowd knows he's the first guy or she's the first person on stage. Yeah. And uh, they don't expect him to be, you know, the funniest person they've ever seen. Sure. But they can be they can be pleasantly surprised.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And as long as he's professional, they feel like they're at a show. They don't feel like it's just somebody like the, the owner's cousin. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know. Yeah. I, want, I
2: want the opener to get laughs. I want, mm-hmm. you know, I want him to get laughs and I want the middle to get laughs. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we got as much as we could. I think, uh, we know, got as I much as we I could guess. out of that crowd. It was it was a good show. I mean, from you know, from sitting back here, I, I had a good time, and I've seen Todd stuff at, a sorry, lot. Sorry about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it, um, you've been how long? You've been doing stand-up? Uh, I guess 25 years. Yeah. How has it changed? I always like to hear. You mean the club the club scene? Yeah, or just more stand-up, you know, in general. Well, there's a ton of comics. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: Like when I started uh, in 90, Mm -hmm. it was still a very rare thing to do. It was a rare thing for a guy or a girl. I I say that every time. No, No. it's a, yeah, we know. Get off my ass with the looks. It's Uh, it's
1: at Robert Hawkins. It was still. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't send your emails to me. It
2: was still a a rare thing to do for a guy to say, no, I'm not going to get a job. I'm not going to. You know, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be a comic. It's yeah, like, well, in fact, when I first started, my I told my sister and I said, don't tell my mom, don't tell mom. <laughs> that I was embarrassed by the idea yeah. of doing this crazy thing, and now it seems like everybody's, you know, uh, <laughs> literally, yeah, you know, well, I got a sister that does, it. I got a brother that does it, you know, everybody's knows somebody, and yeah. So there's I, It's dense. Open mics have changed because it used to be big crowds and then a, you know a few comics in the back, right? Like say ten, mm-hmm. you know, on a 10 or 12, whatever. Now, there's five people in the audience. I think at some point the audience has decided, you know what, we can drink free if we just become comedians. <laughs> so let's yeah. just go stand in the back and chit chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: and there, yeah. there's how many hundreds of hours of, you know, stand-up specials on Netflix now? Yeah, it's the only... Too, that, you know, you don't have to go out to see stand-up. No, you
2: can put something on YouTube. How right. many people have made it on YouTube just by doing a good impression? Right. Well, not made it, but I mean, right. got noticed as being funny. Just because they did they did one good impression, or they had yeah. something funny that they did, that they did, but that's the only really big
1: difference is that it's just a lot a yeah. lot of comics. Is it better for comedy if there's a lot? Or? I don't
2: know. Yeah. I I just know I, I don't know. I don't like to do open mics that much anymore because uh, it's like eighty comics back there. And yeah. They're all starting out. Yeah. You know, and they're 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 doing some shopping.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. They're shopping. Yeah. So you live <laughs> you said you live in Texas. You're not in LA or New York. No. Yeah. So you're not when you open mic if you still do it then, you're open micing to work out new material and things like that. Kind of the same way an LA comic or an
2: Well when I first started out I was doing open mic just to be on stage. Yeah. You gotta be on stage all the time to get any good at this. Yeah. You gotta always be on stage. So uh now yeah, try out a new bit or just hang out with some friends. Get out but for me is get out. I like, think have
0: I I need to go do something. It's yeah. Tuesday. I don't want to... If I sit at home, it's going to be bad, so I'm going to go to an open mic and do a set and just get out
2: yeah.
0: and go do... Just be on stage, like you said. Yeah. It's, let me go find a stage tonight. I'm going to go to open mic. But, I mean, he's right. Like, there's so many... Like, you can just open a Facebook page now and put comedian on it, and you're a comedian. To me, it took a long time for me to even call myself one.
2: Yeah.
0: I just said I was, a, I was a whatever job I had doing oh, doing man. open mics. Like, I didn't think I was a comedian until I got to a certain point. Where I was doing it. Yeah, I used to say paid. I used to say I do comedy. Yeah, that's what I said I all the whole time. time. I said yeah. I do yeah. comedy. I didn't say I was a com- a comedian. I didn't feel like I had earned it yet.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But I don't know if that's. I don't know. I don't know.
1: When at what point did you feel like you earned it?
0: When when I started working clubs.
1: Yeah.
0: And still, like, did I got to a point like I I don't know if I, I I'm not sure that's <laughs> pending. I don't know if I I feel like I have yet. But I didn't. I just didn't say that for the yeah. first. However many years I was doing open mics and contests and trying to break into clubs, I didn't say I'm a comedian because I didn't because I didn't see myself at the same level of the people that were, you know, at that point getting specials, doing all that stuff. I was like, I can't really lump myself into that just because I go do five minutes on a Tuesday <laughs> yeah. and bring six friends. Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. feel like that. I mean, that's not the right way to do it, but that's not how I felt for a long time. Now, I feel like one, but I feel like I could be a better one. <laughs> so
2: You don't really need open mic as much after you've been doing this a while either because you're on stage so much that you can that you have your own little open mic section within your act. But like, right. it's still nice to go and uh, support the other people that are doing their open mics and just yeah. starting out, pull them aside and give them some advice, and they look at you like, psh, right. You know. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> but hey, just, I'm going to try to help you anyway. I <laughs> know, I'm going to try and tell you. And then years from now, it'll make
0: sense. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, one dude told me that, that a long time ago, and now I get it.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> At what point, uh, Robert? Did you think I can do this for a living? It, I was going to wait until I got
2: anymore. booked, and then once wasn't enough. I, you know, just yeah. say, I'm a comedian, right? Yeah. Even though I tore that bitch apart, oh, Lubbock, sh- Texas, <laughs> Froggy Bottoms, bang the waitress, <laughs>
1: well, first gig. That's the comedy trifecta. What right? it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> it's actually, that. it's called a hat trick. <laughs> the comedy <laughs> <hat trick. laughs> There was
2: actually the middle act. Was, I was opening, of course. And, the middle act was Steve Gelder. You,
1: you know the name? The name does sound familiar. I think he is yeah. from around
2: uh, the Carolinas. Steve Gelder I'm have was the, to look that up now. And so we were in a condo together, and and it's my <laughs> very first week, man. You know, opening, and I was so excited. So I was like, "All right, man, break it all down for me." Just break at the yeah. condo. I was like, all "Just break that. it all down for me, will you?" And he's like, yeah. "He's like, well, I don't chase uh, women anymore, but every once in a while, after a good show." A woman will come up and just say, I have to have you. And, and I was like, ah, oh, okay. Thanks for breaking down the business, Thanks Steve. for breaking <laughs> down the
0: business. This isn't a couple's therapy. Tell me how to be funnier. Not tell me, like, <laughs> one woman every six months tells her that she has to have you. <laughs> but I don't need to have you. No, what? Never mind. It's fine. Come on. <laughs> I don't need. That's nice. a better the compliment, the more likely I'm going to take my pants off, too. They're gonna be off anyway, so you come
2: along. I think when I quit my job, my regular job, yeah. that's when I started to say I'm a comic. Yeah.
1: What did you do? Your regular job?
2: Uh, well, when I started, I was working at an airplane manufacturing plant. They they were working on the uh, B two Stealth. What is it? The uh, not the B two.
1: Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's right.
2: the, yeah. Yeah. The Stealth. I never it got like to a multi. I never now. saw the damn thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry. <They said laughs> was, he had it. I jumped it. The worst. And then uh, I had to get some part-time jobs, too.
1: Right. Yeah. So in addition to that or in addition no, well, to that. Well, I got fired yeah.
2: from that one. Okay. That was a real job. Yeah. With benefits and all that crap. And then I got fired for being late because I was doing comedy. Right. Mm-hmm. And then... I got
0: fired from two jobs for doing comedy. It was tough. That's a, really? showing up that's late. a tough point, <laughs> transition, like, at that point. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to be gone for five days. And, like, well, you're not going to yeah. have a job when you yeah. get back. Well, all right, then, I guess. Yeah, I'd rather do this anyway. Yeah. yeah. But that's
2: that's the tough point.
0: That's the toughest part.
2: Well, plus when you're first starting out, and you say, "Well, I'm a comedian," well, of course, people go, "Oh, well, you know, do some stuff, give us a joke or whatever."
1: Funny,
2: yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even then, I knew to avoid that little conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I want to have that conversation. (laughs) Yeah,
1: he,
0: yes, I never would bring it up just because of that. He does comedy. Well, uh, he's a comedian. Well, I, what do you do? Oh, really? Where do you do that at? Well, I don't really want to
1: talk about this. <laughs> Where do you do that at? Yeah,
0: it's, it's uh, okay. it just people don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. They're getting better because of how many comics have talked about yeah. that part happening. But,
2: and everybody has
0: a friend that does it now, I guess, that tries it.
2: So. It's not the first time someone's asked me, uh, you know, how has comedy changed in 25 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, other than, uh, my only observation is that there's more comics. I mean, otherwise, if they don't laugh... It's the guy on... It's your fault. Right. That's still right. true. Right. And I still learn that every time. It's like, I got all this new stuff, and I'm like, that's the, that's the good and I cannot wait to do that. And it gets nothing. And then you do the other one that you thought was a throwaway, and it gets a bunch, and it's now in your act, and it's a keeper. Yeah. It's a fun process, you know. Uh, but I still uh, like the process. Of yeah.
0: adding stuff and getting stuff in there. And the, the first time you do it, or surprising yourself or adding yeah. to it,
2: and finally it becomes a part of your actual act.
1: Yeah. I like that
2: part. But yeah. nothing's changed. I mean, you'll, you'll see pe- some guys, they start out and they, they make excuses. You know, hell, we were doing it tonight. <laughs> well, it's, but that usually works when there's 25 people. Yeah, there's <laughs> three more over yeah.
0: the age of 80. there's one more table, that joke would have <laughs> erupted.
1: Right, but there's know. still,
2: it's still a, you know, yeah. it's either funny or it's not.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Um, well, thank you very much for hanging out after the show. Again, we're at the Punchline in Atlanta. Uh, Robert Hawkins, thanks for your time. I appreciate it.
2: Hey, all right. Thanks oh,
1: for was having a fun me. show. Uh, Todd Riley, thanks we'll probably see you again next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every week, these
0: people are going to get tired of me. You might actually skip a week. <laughs> That's right. We'll skip Get some week. more downloads. And
2: uh, thanks. We, we mentioned it
1: earlier. Yeah, uh, thanks to the Punchline uh, in Atlanta for hosting us. Come on out to the Punchline if you're in mm-hmm. the uh, Atlanta area. We do have listeners in, in, in Georgia, so I know. The new Punchline. I know for a fact there's mm-hmm. the new Punchline, yes. You guys just recently, this is, remind me your name, I'm sorry. Marcy. To, um, Marcy's the GM at the punchline. Um you did just recently change locations, right? No, it's been about a year and a half now. Okay. So with eight, 18 months. Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: that's a full relationship <laughs> for me, so that's a long time.
1: Yes. So almost 2 years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No headshots on the wall this time. Not yet. Yeah. It's a great um it's a great club for comedy. A nice low ceiling so the laughter, you know, gets you feel a little unsafe coming in, which is nice. I think that's what you want. Out of a comic, in a good way. I mean, it's not like you know. I never feared for my life coming here or anything like that. But I think it's a good, it's a great atmosphere. F- it great? It's a fun room it's, for comedy. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a fun room. But uh thank you for for hosting us. We appreciate it. And uh, the show will be up Friday, so tomorrow. Um I'm gonna do it. Actually, I'm gonna put it up probably tonight, and then right, I'm I'm right? leaving town tomorrow. But yeah, thank you for having us, and uh we will see you next time on the Comedy Zone podcast. comedy zone podcast is a production of comedy zone worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the comedy zone showroom at the nc music factory in charlotte north carolina the executive producers of the comedy zone podcast are brian heffern lisa barr and brian baltashevis original music composed and performed by john mckeever